the prophesied rise of Islam just prior to the Great Tribulation. Some believe World War III started on 9-1-1 when we began the war on terrorism. According to God's prophetic time clock, it is time for World War III and Islam will certainly be involved. I think more happened on 9-1-1 than we think. And I will analyze these prophecies and others on this edition of End of the Age. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Energies. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of End of the Age. You know, from a prophetic perspective, I started a little bit of this on Friday, but I wanted to make sure we covered it because um, it's very, very important. And we're, we're living through so much prophetic fulfillment right now. We've said it many times, but it's really hard for us who study it every day and are in the news. We live in the news to keep up with it. So from a prophetic perspective, it is time for World War III. It's one of the next things on God's prophetic timeline, that and the peace agreement. And Islam is certainly going to be involved in that. Revelation 9, verse 13 through 16, the Bible says, Then the sixth angel sounded, And you understand the the seals, trumpets, and vials in the book of Revelation, the skeletal structure. Well, this is the sixth trumpet of the seven trumpets. Now, before we go off into this, one thing you need to understand. There are people that teach that the seals, trumpets, and vials all happen during the, the final seven years, which they say is the Great Tribulation. But that's simply not the case. That's why we've taught so many times that the book of Revelation is not written in chronological order <clears throat> and that the first four seals have already occurred. The first five trumpets have already occurred. And they've been, been open, many of them, for some of them hundreds and hundreds of years. And so, but you've got to understand that or you're going to be really confused when it comes to the book of Revelation. So, I know that the first five trumpets have already occurred, so it allows me to say the, one, the sixth trumpet is one of the next events to occur on God's prophetic timeline. So, the sixth trumpet, Revelation 9, 13 through 16. The Bible says, Then the sixth angel sounded, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God, saying to the sixth angel who had the trumpet. Now, if this angel has not already, if this trumpet has not already blown, It's fixing to. So, saying to the sixth angel who had the trumpet, release the four angels. This is the event that will occur when the sixth angel sounds its trumpet. Release the four angels who are bound at the great river Euphrates. So the four angels who had been prepared for an hour a day, a month and a year, were released to kill a third of mankind. Now, the number of the army of the horsemen was 200 million, and I heard the number of them. Now, 
one of the next prophecies again to occur is this sixth trumpet. God's prophetic timeline. It's World War III. According to Revelation 9, 13 through 16, we know three things for sure. World War I will originate in the Euphrates River region and bear all this, keep this in mind, what's going on in the Middle East and in the Middle East region for decades now in light of this war. And a lot of people say, well, the United States is fixing to pull all of our troops out of the Middle East. I just read an article today that said by the ex-leader of the Mossad in Israel that said there's no way that's ever going to happen. They can't. And I would tend to agree with him. The United States has an interest in the Middle East. What do you think that is? Well, it's that black liquid that's in the ground over there. It's called oil. Now, yes, Israel is one of our allies. We see Israel as kind of a safety net for the, to the Middle East region. But I'm telling you, we have an interest in oil over there, especially when Joe Biden is shutting down pipelines and um, decreasing our oil production here in the United States. We have a vested interest in the Middle East. It all comes down to, in most cases, oil. So, World War III is going to originate in the Euphrates River region, which is located in Turkey, is where it starts, down through Syria, Iraq, and it forms the border of Iran and Iraq before emptying into the Persian Gulf. So, four nations, Turkey, Syria, Iraq, and Iran. Number two, when the smoke clears, one-third of the Earth's population will have been destroyed. It's World War III. Nobody thought there could ever be a World War I or World War II, right? With, with that many casualties. Eight point, over 8 million casualties in World War I. Over 52 million casualties in World War II. People thought, well, that, that's unthinkable. However, the Bible says there's going to be a World War III. And number three, from the prophecy, an army of 200 million will participate in that war. Currently, the nations of China, India, along with the Islamic faction on the planet can all field an army of 200 million from the ages of 18 to what, 30, 35 in there. Not, not everybody that's in their military right now, but military age, let's say. So the economist has said, well, you said, well, what's, what's going on? Why are you talking about this right now? Well, The Economist posted an article. There are many things happened on 911. And you understand that's where we originally, after that, we originally in 2001, we invaded Afghanistan. So The Economist published an article after Afghanistan, where next for the global jihad or the global, this holy war. And they say that in Yemen, they set off fireworks as a result of what happened in Afghanistan. In, in our um, just horrible, catastrophic um, dr- withdrawal where we pulled our soldiers out and left so many civilians and different people there. I mean, just a horrific situation. And in, as a result, in Yemen, those people set off fireworks because of that. In Somalia, they handed out sweets, candy, and different things. In Syria, they praised the Taliban 
for providing a living example of how to bring down a criminal regime through jihad. Criminal regime, they're talking about the United States. Around the world, jihadists were elated. These holy Islamic warriors were elated by the fall of Kabul. And through willpower, patience, and cunning, a low-budget brand of holy warriors has vanquished America and taken charge of a medium-sized country, Afghanistan, and to Muslims who are yearned to expel the infidels and overthrow secular states, it was evidence that their God approves and the ripple effects could be felt throughout the world, far and wide. Well, it's a fulfillment of prophecy, and we'll talk about it on the other side of the break. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you and we love you. The seven vials are coming in the form of sores, darkness, great hail, people being scorched with immense heat, and more. Bible prophecy shows us that each of these judgments will be far worse than anything imaginable. The good news is, there is hope. In our brand new video, learn how to be immune from these gruesome judgments and have peace in the end time. This month only, get our new DVD, The Seven Vials, with a gift of any amount. Go to endtime.com slash DVD or call us at 800-END-TIME. That's 800-363-8463. This offer is only valid through the end of the month. Go to endtime.com slash DVD or call 800-END-TIME. So I'm going to get back into this, the global jihad and the the rise of Islam, the prophesied rise of Islam in the end time. Before I do, I got an announcement. This coming weekend, I will be in Princeton, Kentucky. I'll be at the Faith Apostolic Church, 500 Faith Avenue in Princeton this Saturday, September 18th at 6 p.m. I'll be teaching the future according to Bible prophecy, the big timeline that we put together I think you'll really enjoy that lesson. And then Sunday morning at 10 a.m., I'll be teaching uh, Breaking Prophetic Fulfillments. We'll have the Q&A session afterwards. It's always a great time. So if you are in southwestern Kentucky, northwestern Tennessee, anywhere maybe on the eastern side of Arkansas, and you want to join us in Princeton, Kentucky, we'd love you to see you there. All the information is on our website. Go to endtime.com. 
go under the events and then the conferences tab. And I uh, look forward to seeing you guys there. We've had great uh, crowds. Even during all this COVID situation, we still had great crowds at all of our conferences. And so looking forward to seeing many of you and meeting you maybe for the first time, maybe again in Princeton, Kentucky this weekend. So God bless and safe travels as you navigate there, those of you that will show up. So this global jihad, Israel Hayam says, hey, the return of global jihad. Foreign policy said this. Now listen, and I'll tie this into the prophet, Bible prophecy. Foreign policy said 20 years after 9-1-1, the U.S. and their global authority is weaker than ever. A crisis within Islam spawned Al-Qaeda. And it also puts an end to the U.S.-led unipolar world. So, just before an airplane takes off, there's a brief moment when it pauses at the starting line of the runway. The engines are then powered up fully and the aircraft accelerates and takes flight. In handwritten guidelines found in the baggage of of the 911 hijackers, they were encouraged by the Al-Qaeda leadership to view this interval as the moment of the encounter between the two camps. Just as Al-Qaeda had hoped, the U.S. government saw these criminals the same way they saw them, as soldiers at war. I think a lot more happened on 9 than we think. Horrible travesty for what happened here in the United States, obviously. Horrific. But there was more happening behind the scenes than we knew about. I mean, since 2001, the West has tried to explain, understand, and dissect the belief system of Islam and certain extremist views, right? I mean, from foreign policy to the uh, universal theology... Islam is hidden in Bible prophecy. And the United States coming off of their global leadership position, very much prophesied in the Bible. You know, none of us, well, I, I know we're coming, I know 911, uh, the 20th anniversary was Saturday, but I was thinking about this over the weekend. None of us will forget when those planes flew into the World Trade Towers in New York City. And the attention of the world was suddenly riveted on a religion, Islam, which very few knew much about prior to that. I mean, so think of it, Mecca, Saudi Arabia, it's the center of Islam. Every Muslim, at least once in their lifetime, attempts to make the trek to Mecca to visit the heartland of the the land of Muhammad, the prophet who wrote the Quran, the holy book of the Islamic religion, and Islam is written about in the Bible. You say, well, Islam's in our Bible? Yeah, it actually is. The word Islam means submission. A Muslim is an adherent to the religion of Islam. And it's claimed that there are about 1.7, 1.8 billion Muslims in the world today. And I'm going to provide proof to you that God prophesied about Islam 600 years before Islam ever even existed. And it's a familiar prophecy, and it is a prophecy about the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Now, I talked about the structural element in the book of Revelation, remember? 
and the, the seals, trumpets, and vials? Well, these are the first four seals. Now, I know that there have been books written and movies about these four horsemen. I mean, many people, they don't understand the prophecy concerning the four horsemen. The four horsemen, um, the, the book of Revelation, again, I, 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 you've got to understand the skeletal structure here. And the three groups of seven, seven seals, seven trumpets, seven vials. The four horsemen are the first four seals of the seven vials, seven seals, I'm sorry. Another thing you've got to understand is a lot of people say that the seals, trumpets, and vials are judgments. The seals, trumpets, and vials are not judgments. The, the sixth and seventh seal where it talks about the battle of Armageddon, the seventh trumpet where it talks about the battle of Armageddon, and the seventh the, the seven vials of the wrath of God, those are judgments. But the, the six, the first six seals, the first six trumpets are not necessarily judgments by God, which some people teach. And so they, therefore they believe that the um, seals, trumpets, and vials are the great tribulation. But that's simply not the case. And so, in other words... World War I was not necessarily a judgment from God. Or um, the, capital, the spirit of capitalism, the, the third uh, spirit, the black spirit, the, the black horse. It's not a judgment from God. So you've got to look at these things very carefully. Um, so the four horsemen are the first four seals of the seven seals. And we find the prophecy in Revelation 6, verse 1 through 8. And it goes something like this. It says... And I saw when the Lamb of God opened the seals, and I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. One of the four beasts came said, Hey, come and see, John. And I saw, and behold, there was a white horse. He that sat upon him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him. And he went forth conquering and to conquer. And when he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, Hey, John, come and see. And I went, and there was another horse that was red. And power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth and that they should kill one another and that there was given unto him a great sword. And then I beheld and lo, a black horse. He that sat upon him had a pair of balances in his hand. And I heard the voice in the midst of the four beasts say, a measure of wheat for a penny and a three measures of barley for a penny. See thou hurt not the oil and the wine. And when he had opened the fourth seal... I heard the voice of the fourth beast say, hey, come and see. And, and I looked and behold a pale horse. And his name that sat upon him was death. And hell followed with him. And power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with the sword. Now, let me pause right here. The Bible says, because some people misinterpret this. The Bible says, and power was given unto them over a fourth part of the earth to kill with the sword, with hunger, with death, and with the beast of the earth. But it does not say they will kill a fourth of the earth's population. It says they will be given power over a fourth part of the earth. But it's very important. I've heard people say, well, hey, they're going to kill one-fourth of the world's population. That's not what it's saying. Look very, very closely there. They'll be given power over the fourth part of the earth, but... They will kill with the sword and this, that, and the other, but not a fourth of the earth's population. I want to make sure I want to clear up that misconception before we move on here. 
Because I heard that just recently. I thought, whoa, 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 whoa. That's not what the Bible's saying here. Revelation 6, 1 through 8 reveals four horses. White horse, red horse, a black horse, and a pale horse. Well, what are these horses referring to, right? Or I should say, what are these colored horses? It's very important. Why, why didn't they just say four horses? Why did it say, hey, I saw a white horse and a red horse and a black horse and a pale horse? The colors are very, very important. Many of the major prophecies in the Bible are given to us, what, uh, two, three, some of them four and even five times. And when you read other accounts of the same prophecy, they provide better clarity, they add more clues. And that's why we've said every time, listen, this is very, very important because I talk to people all the time that have millions of questions and in helping you study, if you're preparing for a Bible study or a, to teach your Sunday school class or whatever, just a, a conversation you're going to have with somebody over a cup of coffee. If you want to understand a topic in the Bible, make 100% sure that you study every scripture pertaining to that topic, no matter what it is. Because you can think you have it all figured out, but if there's two or three scriptures way over in the New Testament, way over in the Old Testament that you didn't look at, you can think you got it all figured out. And as sure as you get in a conversation about that, somebody's going to say, well, what about this verse? And you're going to say, oh my goodness, I didn't even think about that. So if you do that with all those topics, then, then you can get, you can know what the, all the writers and the Lord was trying to say, because this is God's word anyway, right? So it's the same thing with Bible prophecy. And if you look at all the verses, you get all the clues and put them all together, then you can say, oh, I got it. Well, you know, it's like putting a, what, like a big puzzle together and then seeing the big picture once you get the puzzle completed. Well, the, all the different verses are pieces to the puzzle, okay? Another account of this prophecy about the four horses is referred to in Revelation 6, verse 1 through 8. And it's really easy to remember. It's found in the Old Testament in Zechariah 6, verse 1 through 8. Zechariah saw the same colored horses, but he saw them pulling chariots. And additionally, instead of a pale horse for the fourth one, Zechariah saw a grizzled and bay horses. Zechariah chapter 6, verse 4 through 5, it tells us what the horses symbolize. This is so critical. This is what a lot of people miss. I've had so many people call me with a book or a commentary or, you know, something that they saw and say, you know, you guys are teaching this wrong. It's really, you know, the four horsemen are, um, you know, judgments by God during the great tribulation. And, you know, and I'm like, well, what about Zechariah? And they're like, what do you mean, Zechariah? I'm like, well, this, you know, you got to add all this together. So. Zechariah chapter 6 verses 4 and 5 says, And I answered and said unto the angel that talked with me, What are these? And this is what we all want to know. What are these, my Lord? The angel answered and said unto Zechariah, These are the four spirits of the heavens which go forth from standing before the Lord of all the earth. So, it does not, if it said that these are judgments of God poured out upon the earth in the end time, we would be having a whole different conversation. But that's not what it's saying. So 
what do the horses symbolize then? That's the question. Well, these four color horsemen symbolize four spirits. Remember Zechariah, they're four spirits. And which, as we go along, these are the four main political and religious ideologies of mankind today. The four spirits that go forth from heaven into the earth. And remember, there is a red horse, a black horse, a white horse, and a pale horse. So what does that mean? When we tie Zechariah into it, it means there's a red spirit, a black spirit, a white spirit, and then a pale spirit, right? Now, we'll get to the pale spirit in just a moment. But now that we know what these prophecies from Revelation and Zechariah were referring to, the belief systems, then it's easy to see how the pale horse correlates to Islam. This power is suddenly, has suddenly riveted the world's attention because a lot, of new, a lot of news sources are saying, oh no, hey, we pulled out of Afghanistan, the Taliban took over, and now there's going to be, we're going to go back into global jihad, right? I mean, look, again, this goes back to 911. That's the, that's the reason we went into Afghanistan. And so this power, this Islamic power suddenly riveted the world's attention all over again. It threatens to take over all of Europe. Experts have predicted that it could happen by 2030 or 2040 if, if things go on like they are now. And we can feel its pressure over here in America, right? Revelation chapter 6, verse 7 through 8, it says, And when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice from the fourth beast say, Come and see. I looked and behold a pale horse. His name that sat upon him was Death. And hell followed with him, and power was given to them again over the fourth part of the earth. What are we talking about here? We're talking about the spirit. So the ideology, the thought processes, the fourth part of the population roughly. To kill. Now, the, the, once they get control of that, then they will, the, the Bible says that they will kill with a sword, hunger, death, and the beast of the earth. It does not say anywhere that they will kill a fourth of the world's population. It's very important here. Because there are people that have heard that in some of the commentaries and read it in books, and they say, well, you know, this is going to kill a fourth of the world's population, then the Sixth Trumpet War is going to kill a third of the world's population, and there's not going to be hardly anybody left to live into the 1,000-year millennial reign. That is simply not the case. And so I wanted to clear up some of this today as we go through this prophecy, but you, we can see how this prophecy is being fulfilled right now. There, the Bible prophesies there will be a rise in the Islamic spirit just prior to the Great Tribulation. And I'm, going to, I'm showing you that as we go throughout this program. We'll get into it in more depth on the other side of the break. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end-time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. 
when you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99. You can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the Prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. So remember, the, in Revelation chapter 6, verse 7 through 8, the Bible says, And when he had opened the fourth seal, he said unto John, Come and see. And John said, I looked, and behold, there was a pale horse. So we know, if, if you've been through this prophecy with us before, I know we've got a lot of new listeners and people watching, so just really quick, there is, the red spirit in the earth is communism. Think of red Russia, red China, red Romania, uh, socialism, communism, the, spirit, the red spirit. The black spirit, capitalism. I just shot lesson three of our Understanding the End Time DVD series, the new one. And I've got new proofs for the red and the black. The red, socialism, communism, the black, capitalism. From the Jacobin Magazine, which is the, one of the leading voices of socialism for the left here in America. If you think the left is not leaning socialistic, you, you're not following the news. And because they're putting Joe Biden a lot, everything. Think of the, so really quick, I've got to throw this in here. Joe Biden mandating the, this new COVID vaccine into all the healthcare workers, hospitals, every company that has over 100 um, employees. That's totalitarianism, folks. That is, uh, it seems like we're almost in a communist country already in, in many ways. I mean, that's something that Xi Jinping would do, the leader of China, or an old uh, Gorbachev or, or, you know, Stalin or Mao Zedong. Or, think of those type of leaders. That When I heard the um, speech the other day, where Joe Biden has said our patience is running out and we're going to mandate all this. I was thinking total. And another thing they're thinking of right now is domestic flights. They're actually pondering and speculating, hey, maybe we'll uh, put COVID restrictions on people, if you, or I should say vaccine mandates on people with, that would, um, would want to get on a domestic flight. And that would really affect me here at end time because I'm flying out almost every weekend now. And so, I mean, it really makes you think, doesn't it? 
total totalitarianism. I mean, moving straight into socialism, folks, leads to communism, which leads to total totalitarianism, which has always led to economic um, collapse and death. When you think of it, before it's all over with. And the history records that. So we don't, I don't want that here in America. And I mean, that's one of the main reasons I've resisted the vaccine up to this point. I don't like the government telling me what to do. Wow, where did all that come from? Okay, I, I've got to move on. I want to get through this prophecy. But man, I, I just saw this the other day and I thought, this is crazy. Socialism. Well, so think of red. The red spirit. Socialism. Communism. The black spirit of the earth. Capitalism. The Bible says that uh, in Zechariah that that spirit, the black spirit, the capitalistic spirit would move into the north country. The United Nations has actually called it the north, south, or I should say, well, in in the United Nations vernacular, they've called it the north-south divide, the north against the south, the haves and the have-nots for decades now. They realize most of the money is centralized in the northern hemisphere most of the poor countries, not on all, I shouldn't say not all of them are poor, but most, as a rule, most of them are in the South Asia, Southern Hemisphere, Africa, some of South America. And the Bible says that black spirit went into the North country, the capitalistic spirit, the, 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 the money spirit, and that, it, that spirit, that it quieted, the Lord said it quieted my spirit in the North country. So a lot of times people are more reliant on their billfold and their business and, you know, things like that. Than, and their work, they're building their kingdom rather than God's kingdom. So the Bible says that spirit has quieted my spirit, the Lord's spirit, in the north country. And it's, it, I'm telling you, the prophecies fit perfectly with the geopolitical situation on the earth today. And the economic system and everything that goes into this. However, so red spirit, black spirit, capitalism, the white spirit, Catholicism. And I've got in the, in the video I just did, I've got new proofs for all of that. Uh, you know, the significance of the white to the, the Catholic church, a lot of different things. All of the prophecies fit perfectly with these spirits that control the ideologies of men in the end time. However, this last spirit, the pale horse, the pale spirit, according to Zechariah. The word pale in this scripture, John, the, the, the uh, angel of the Lord said, hey, John, come and see. John went and saw it and he said, hey, I behold a pale horse. The word pale in this scripture is translated to its original Greek word as chloros. The, the word chlorophyll. Remember back in your old, uh, back in biology in the 10th grade, you learned about chlorophyll. It originates from the word chloros. It means green. The, this word is used um, in the New Testament, what? I think th- three times. and Or I should say three other times. It's, and besides its use in Revelation 6, it's a total of four times. Uh, Mark 6.39 says, and he commanded them that they should all sit down by companies upon the chloros or green grass. The original Greek word, chloros. The translator translated it green. Revelation 8, 7. The first angel sounded and there followed hail and fire mingled with blood. 
and they were cast upon the earth and the third part of the trees were burned up and all of the green grass, the chloros grass was burned up. It was translated green. Uh, Revelation 9, 4. And it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any chloros green thing, neither any tree, but only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. So all of these words from the Greek as chloros was translated green. But then Revelation 6, 8 says, And I looked and behold a chloros, but the translator translated it pale horse. So the Greek word chloros is translated as pale in this passage. But if you go to a, um, a Thayer's definition of chloros is green or yellowish green. If you go to a, uh, what's the guy, um, a Tyndale Bible. Many of you have a Tyndale Bible. I'd love to get my hands on a Tyndale Bible. But I've seen them and uh Tyndale actually translated Revelation 6-8 as a green horse. The new revised standard version of the Revelation 6-8 says, I looked and there was a pale green horse. Its rider's name was Death. And Hades followed with him. And they were given authority over a fourth of the earth to kill with sword, famine, pestilence, and by the wild animals or the bestial men of the earth. Right there, remember, it does not say that they will kill a fourth of the world's population. They were given power or authority over the fourth part of the earth. Therefore, based on this information, it's, it's appropriate to conclude that the color pale, referred to in the King James Version of, the, of Revelation 6-8, is referred to as the color green. Okay, so is there a green spirit alive in our world today? Oh, man, is there? If, if, if Catholicism's white, communism's red, capitalism black, whose official color is green, right? I mean, a political article written by uh, a guy named Daniel Pipes. He wrote an article, The Militant Islam Reaches America. It was published in an encyclopedia. His, it said, and I'm quoting... The collapse of the Soviet Union in 91 prompted loose talk about Islam replacing Marxism's or Leninism or communism as the West's necessary enemy. In a symbolic terms, it was said that the green, in parentheses, Islam's color had replaced red communism's color in the West Rogues Gallery. So Daniel Pipes goes on to say, all of a sudden... A, the fear that we've had for Marxism, the red power for years, is now being replaced by the fear of the green power, Islam. Have you felt that lately? Now, knowing what I know about prophecy, I'm not really into the red or the green, be honest with you. I mean, uh, or the white. But many of the flags of the Islamic countries are predominantly green. I mean, uh, I've been to Israel many times, and there's green everywhere. If you look down through the Kidron Valley at night, there's all those big green lanterns and things. They're letting you know there's an Islamic presence down through there. Muslims control that. And so there, there's even a strong, you know, the, the Islamic presence in Israel, uh, in particular um, in Jerusalem, in, in Islamic shops right outside the Temple Mount. 
They've got all the trim painted green. They want to let you know Muslims control this. The, the fountain on the Temple Mount where the Muslim worshipers wash their hands and their feet uh, and their face before going in, into worship, um, the wrought iron railing is all painted green. And during a Hamas parade, you've seen them. Go, you can go online and watch them on YouTube. The Islamic participants wore these, they, some of them would wear, in, like in a Hamas parade, they wear suicide belts and they waved green colored flags. I mean, door entrances and gate entrances to the Temple Mount, they're everywhere. Everything that's metal is painted green, representing Islam. So green is the official color of Islam. And so what, what's the green, what's the spirits here? Remember, Revelation 6, 8 further explains that this green horse spirit, that's why it's so imperative that you go back to Zechariah 6, 1 through 8 and understand that. If you do not see these as spirits that control the ideologies of men in the end time, you will totally misinterpret the whole, this whole prophecy in the book of Revelation. And it's one of the main skeletal structural points in the book of Revelation. But you can totally miss it if you don't tie everything together. So Revelation 6, 8, it goes on to explain that this green horse or spirit is going to have power over the fourth part of the earth. According to the Population Reference Bureau, by 2030, the world's total Muslim population is expected to increase by 35% over its 2010 level to 2.2 billion people at that point in total. So Muslims, they say, and I'm quoting, will make up about 26% of the world's population. Folks, that's right out about one-fourth. And the Bible says that they will have, you know, power was given over the fourth part of the earth to kill with the sword. Islam's favored form of killing is beheading a horrific type situation. I mean, obviously, power was given to the green spirit to kill with the sword and with hunger. I mean, 96% of Muslims are from Africa, South Asia, the most poverty-stricken, hunger-afflicted parts of the world. Zechariah 6.6, 6, um, the Bible says, and the grizzled, or the fourth spirit, is what we're talking about here, will go forth toward the south country. And you can see that. So the prophecy of the green horse occurs in the fourth seal. The fifth seal is the great tribulation. Now look at where we're at on a, on a, a, a timeline here. And I, I tell you what I'll hold right here because I'm going to go through a real short timeline here really quick because I want you to understand that this... this um, Resurrection of Islam is supposed to happen in the earth just prior to the Great Tribulation. Folks, we're right there. We're right here where all of this is supposed to be happening. We're watching prophecy occur right now. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began the ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. 
We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. So the, the green horse era, the era of Islam, this, this huge resurrection of Islam is supposed to occur just prior to the Great Tribulation. Okay, so let's, let me give you a, a real small timeline here, just really quick, because I want you to know how close we are to this stuff happening. Let's just take Revelation chapter 6 through Revelation chapter 16, okay? Now, a lot of people say, well, all that's going to happen during the, just the Great Tribulation. Or I should say, let's go through 19, really quick. So, the white spirit. When was the white seal opened? The white, Catholicism, the white spirit. Catholicism was founded in about, what, 300, 300-ish A.D.? And with the Roman church and the, the, the Roman universal doctrine that was accepted at that time. So the first seal opened 300-ish A.D. The Red Spirit, the uh, Karl Marx Communist Manifesto was written in what? 1850? The Black Spirit, just in the, just in the last, what, couple, two, three hundred years, the, the spirit of, of um, capitalism uh, back over even in Europe, two, three, four hundred years maybe, uh, this spirit of capitalism, the capitalistic spirit, um, has come in really into play as a, as a world belief system. You understand what the, how the prophecy is going here? Maybe the last couple, two or three hundred years as a, as a, a, a real power in the world. It may, sure, there were people trying to make a profit before that, but I'm saying as far as a global belief system, Catholicism, communism, capitalism. And then the Bible says right here before the great tribulation starts, the spirit of Islam will rise. Well, that, that, goes, that brings us into the seven trumpets. The first trumpet, World War I. Now, I'm not gonna, I don't, there's no way I'll have time in the 13 or 14 minutes I have left to prove, but World War I was trumpet number one. World War II, uh, that, so World War I, um, 1914 to 1918. World War II, trumpet number two. That was uh, 1938 to um, 1945 when the concentration camps were liberated and the, um, that's when the bombs of Hiroshima and Nagasaki were dropped. 1945. So 38 to 45, World War II. April 26th. 1986, the Chernobyl nuclear accident. The third trumpet, the fourth trumpet, the tearing down of the Berlin Wall with, um, the, in the process of globalization, the, the move into a new world order, the process of globalization. The fifth trumpet, the Iraq war with Saddam Hussein. 
uh, what, 90, 91. Then the sixth trumpet, which is coming up here, and just it, it could happen at any time. But along with that, you've got the resurrection of Islam in the world. Now, could all this tie in together? It's one of the main reasons I want to do this program today. Because you've got, the Bible says right here before the Great Tribulation, there's going to be a, this resurrection of Islam. You understand the Ottoman Empire was defeated and, you know, Islam kind of maybe went off of the world stage. They've kind of been trying to resurrect that. And a lot of different things happen. But this, with this global jihad, and that's why Abramowitz wrote the article about we could possibly be in World War III now with um, Iran's efforts to implement Sharia law globally, their version of Sharia law. And the main, play, the main people that they see standing in their way is Israel and the United States. And so you're talking global jihad. Well, a lot of people said that when we, went, we started World War III, when we started, when, when as a result of 911, the 20th anniversary Saturday, where we went into Afghanistan, the Taliban had control. Well, guess what? Just a few weeks ago, Joe Biden goes in and pulls all of our military out before getting... Now, I, I don't understand this. I'll never be able to understand this. But I, think about it. I'm a prophecy teacher, but it's easy for me to, to, to figure that out. You take your people out first, leave your military there to protect everything, pull your people out, pull your implements out, and then pull the military out. That was pretty easy, wasn't it? Now, we left them Apache helicopters. We left them billions and billions of dollars of rifles and Humvees and ammo and just, we set them up. And then we pulled out, left a bunch of people in there and it just has wreaked havoc. Well, the world's looking at us like we're a bunch of dum-dums. America, supposedly the most powerful nation on the planet. And so... The resurrection of Islam. A lot of people are writing articles right now like, here we go. And global jihad, global holy war, Islamic holy war. And the Bible says there's going to be a resurrection of Islam, this green spirit in the earth just prior to the great tribulation. On our timeline here, you've got the six trumpet war. You've got the peace agreement, Daniel 9.27. Those are the next two events to occur. Again, some prophecies are once and done. It'll happen, then it's done. The Chernobyl nuclear accident happened, then it was done. Different things. Then you have some that are ongoing. Well, these spirits of Revelation chapter 6, verse 1 through 8, Zechariah 6, verse 1 through 8, these red, black, white, and green spirits, they are ongoing for years. These prophecies were just going to be ongoing. Then you'll have the Sixth Trumpet War, the peace agreement. Once the peace agreement is signed, we start the final seven years of the Battle of Armageddon and the second coming of Jesus Christ. The last three and one half years of that, three and a half years in, you've got the war in heaven. Satan is bound to the earth. He's defeated. He's confined to the earth. He comes down. That's what the catalyst that launches us into the Great Tribulation. Simultaneous with that event is the... 
um, abomination of desolation when the Antichrist will stand in a rebuilt Jewish temple, proclaimed to be God. All of those happen, things happen simultaneously in the three and a half year mark of that final seven years. We launch off into the Great Tribulation, which is the final three and one half years. That's when the two witnesses come on the scene. That's when the mark of the beast is doled out. That's when the world government, the Antichrist, is, has usurped authority over the fully functioning world governing body. And now he's using it to cause the world to bow down to his edicts. The world religion will be in full play. That's when it becomes the kingdom of the Antichrist and the kingdom of the false prophet. That's all during that final three and one half years. At the end of that, second coming of Jesus Christ, battle of Armageddon, rapture, and we go off into the 1,000 year millennial reign. So you see how quick this stuff is coming down. Now, I could get more, a lot more detailed. I don't really have time to do that today. But you can see where we're at. The Bible prophesies in the six seals, the first, second, third, fourth seal, the fifth seal, great tribulation. This resurrection of Islam just prior to the great tribulation. And then the great tribulation, three and one half years. And then the Bible talks about the sixth and seventh seal is the second coming of Jesus Christ. When the, 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 heaven, the heavens are beholding the marriage of the Lamb, the Bible says there's 30 minutes of silence. They're in awe. They're watching this just event. There's no movie that's ever been created. There's nothing you could even dream of that will come close to the Lord coming back with the sound of a trump gathering his elect, the church from the earth, those that have been born again, going on having the marriage supper of the Lamb in the sky and going and fighting on behalf of the battle of Armageddon, at the, uh, behalf of Israel at the battle of Armageddon. The Bible says there's going to be silence in heaven for 30 minutes. They're just standing in awe. Nobody's ever come close to dreaming about anything that will be this awesome. And those that are in heaven... They, they're, they're speechless. That's the seventh trump or the seventh uh, seal. I'm sorry. Read about it in Revelation chapter eight. So the green spirit supposed to occur right before the great tribulation. Biblical prophecy reveals that we are approaching the time of the great tribulation right now. A- another event tied to Islam again that's supposed to occur right before the great tribulation. Revelation 9, 13 through 18, the war that's going to kill one third of the human race, the six trumpet war supposed to occur, uh, start near the Euphrates river region, right? The Euphrates river in Turkey flows down through Syria, Iraq empties into the Persian Gulf by Iran. The entire length of the Euphrates is inside Islamic ruled areas. Think about the, the uh, situation, the conflict going on in the Middle East right now with Turkey, Syria, Iraq, and Iran. That's where this war is supposed to emanate from. And Islam controls this river where the war is, taking, is supposed to take place. And there is really war there right now. And the United States of America, we've got thousands of troops stationed along the Euphrates River. And many people believe the Euphrates River War is in progress right now. And many world leaders call it World War III. 
the spirit of Islam is rising again. The, the four seals have been opened already, everybody. I'm, we don't have to sit here and guess. If you look back through history, you can see what I'm saying is true. We're watching it happen. And a lot of people believe, I just read you the, uh, just an excerpt from the foreign policy article that said that with, the, this, with us pulling out what happened in the Middle East region, or I should say Afghanistan, that our allies, our enemies, people, just people on the sidelines are looking at the United States like, what is going on? You guys are supposed to be, or have been for decades now, since 1945, the principal driver behind this world governing body. And now you're losing your leadership position. And there are other people willing to fill the vacuum that you left. I've talked about it many times and we'll have to talk about it many more times because I'm telling you the powers, the Bible tells us the powers will swing from the United States over to Europe. And I've got, man, I don't, I'm not going to have enough time. I've got more articles to go through. You understand about Russia and Germany and the gas pipeline that was opposed by the United States was nearing completion. It's called um, Nord Stream 2. And this is what Donald Trump was so mad about when he went over to Europe. He said, Germany, you're, you're supposed to be part of NATO. We're helping to protect you, protect each other. And yet you signed this big gas deal, this gas pipeline with Russia. We're supposed to be protecting you against Russia. But if you look in the prophecies of the Bible, that world governing body in Revelation 13, the Bible says it has the body of the leopard and the feet of the bear. Folks, we know exactly what's going to happen in the end time. Russia and Germany are going to be partners in the world governing body in the end time. And the United States is not going to be part of that. And look what's happening right now. The Bible says that Russia's controversial Nord Stream 2 nation natural pipeline to Germany is nearing completion despite the opposition of the United States. So, folks, we're watching this stuff happening right before our very eyes. Prophecy fulfilled. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463, or visit us online at endtime.com.